Team Talk for you today. We're discussing the London spirit. Spirit, the non-physical part of a person which is the seat of emotions and character. The soul. Or alcohol. Ah, oh, and speaking of which, uh, we've got the coach Shane Warne in <laughs> the London spirit. <laughs> Shano. Good segue. Uh, the greatest spinner, if not bowler of all time. A great slip catcher. Field presence, a good leader, and now after playing his colourful career, he's a great cricket correspondent, commentator, all-round cheeky chappy, really knows his game, just loves it. He's going to be all over this, and I think this is his first gig as a fully-fledged coach. Uh, I've got a question for you, Chris. One of the batsmen that he dismissed the most is a batsman and a player very dear to my heart. I was obsessed with him growing up. He was my favourite ever player. Can you guess who it is? The batsman who he's dismissed the most? Yeah. Um, it's got to be an England player, right? It's mm-hmm. I opening batsman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only person who I've thought has made look, you know, made a quality batsman look an absolute fool constantly was Andrew Strauss. So I'm going to go for Andrew Strauss. Not as recent as Andrew Strauss, it's oh. actually Alec Stewart. Oh, who really? He's dismissed 16 times in 40 matches. Wow, that's uh, that's quite an accolade. Um, so yeah. let's get started. The England Test centrally contracted player for the London Spirit was Rory Burns. So let's start with Rory Burns. We've spoken about him briefly before, I think, in our opening episode, that he has really established himself um, in the England team as a Test opener. Hasn't had too much experience as T20 opener, so it's going to be really interesting to see where they put him in the batting order. And obviously, he's only recently recovering from his ankle injury due to playing football. Yes, an so, unusual, unusual choice for me. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. Um, like we were saying, one of the strange things about English cricket at the moment is pure opening batsmen seem to be few and far between. You know, the, mm. for years people have been trying to find a test replacement for Andrew Strauss, and now Alistair Cook has re- retired. They're having just as difficult a time trying to replace Alistair Cook. Exactly, and we've got quite a few players to discuss in this team that have got a lot of test experience. We're not quite sure whether this is going to correlate to the shorter format. So, Rory Burns, not much uh, T20 experience, but his high highest T20 score is 50 which is reasonable, and his strike rate is 122. So we'll see how that goes for him. Um, the next player we're going to talk about has definitely established himself as more of a white ball player. It's Owen Morgan. And we were discussing earlier whether he's been officially announced as the captain of the London Spirit. I don't know. I mean, according to Wisden, he hasn't been uh, given the captaincy yet, but I really struggle to see how he wouldn't. He has just led England to the World Cup uh, as the captain. He captains the T20 and the One Day, has revolutionised the way England play short-form cricket. I think it would be a very, very strange decision if he wasn't given the captaincy. See, I remember um, Owen Morgan, he was obviously at the draft um, and he was being interviewed a lot. Um, about the London spirit and I do think they were mentioning that he's going to be a great partnership with Shane Warne as the coach and having Owen Morgan as the captain but I'm not sure again if that's been officially announced yet but obviously he's a a really great like bold style of play and he's such a cool character he's one of the best shorter format captains in the world and we saw that last year from uh, leading England to winning the World Cup so he also has some great stats of his own. So he is the record run scorer in one day internationals for England. And he's got the world record of the most sixes in an innings for a one day international. So he's a really fearless white ball cricketer. 
and super aggressive batsman, although as as a character for uh, the captain, a really cool, really cool customer. So it's going to be really interesting to see how he handles this team. He's also got the highest death over strike rate of 237 that is a ridiculous stat it's interesting we were just uh, we were talking off air about Owen Morgan and I remember one of the first one day matches I went to go and see because I spent most of my younger years watching just test cricket but I went to go and see a one day match it was England against South Africa and I think it was Owen Morgan was quite a young player in the team at that point and I was sat at Cow Corner just behind Dale Stain who was fielding there and we spent the majority of that innings avoiding Owen Morgan hitting balls towards us. So I remember him being a devastating player and he's going to be the glue for this he's team. He's super exciting to watch. Again, where they're going to put him in the batting order, we don't want to run out of balls. He normally plays around five, sort of middle order in the one day in the T20. But again, this is 100. You only have 100 balls. You don't want to miss out on seeing Owen Morgan with the bat. OK, so who have we got next? Another local icon player is Dan Lawrence, young lad, 22 years old. He's been labelled as very promising and one for the future. He was as hungry for runs on the his Just Gone Lions tour, apparently, as Kevin Peterson was back in the day. He did really, really well with the Lions. He got 190 runs and he took three for 94 in February against Australia A-team. So he's uh, definitely one to watch and a very exciting young player. So that's, that's the last of the local icon players. Let's talk about the international players. Okay. Because this guy, I am super excited to watch. We've got Glenn Maxwell. Ooh, the big who, show. Who has just had the most amazing couple of years. He's a real key middle-order batsman for Australia. And he's really known for his unconventional shots. So he makes it really hard to set the field against. He has three T20 centuries. And his highest of which was 105 not out. Sorry, 145 not out. That's even higher. Wow. Uh, of a strike rate of 160. So he's one of the world's fastest scorers. He's also quite similar to Owen Morgan, I'd say, in his style. He's a really aggressive batsman, but he's a really cool captain. So he captained the Melbourne Stars, which they reached the final in the Big Bash just gone. He's also quite a handy off-spinner mm-hmm. um, and great franchise experience. So he's been all around the world with franchise with the white ball. He's uh, also had an amazing year with Lancashire last yes. season. I actually he... went to go and see him last summer uh, with, La- uh, with Lancashire. Yes, I went to go and watch it with my parents. And sadly, we had to leave halfway through because as we were halfway through the match, my mom went off to nip to the loo and she tripped over some kind of a brick or a pavement uh, outside. So we had to we had to leave. She had to go to the infirmary. And I missed all of Glenn Maxwell's shots. But um, my mother does Shame. come first. Oh yeah. gosh, was she okay? Yeah, she she was fine. I think it was just a little oh. bit of a shock more than anything. Bless her. But anyway, I mean, anyway so, watching Glenn Maxwell. Yeah, I caught a bit of it, but before that. <laughs> well, he he helped Lancashire reach the top of the North Group in the T20 Blast, and he had an average of thirty eight with over one hundred fifty strike rate. He's also got a really good economy rate with the with his spin attacks. That's really useful. Again, we were talking about economy rates are key for bowlers in the 100. Has to play. So Has to play. He's also used to English conditions as well, having that experience with the T20 Blast. That's going to be super useful. Another international player, which I know you're really excited about, Chris, is Mohamed Nabi. Oh, I love him. I love Mohamed Nabi. He is just great. And I def- I think he's the oldest in this team. He's 35 years young. He obviously plays for Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And what they lack in experience in their test team, they really make up for in the white ball. And he's been all around the world as well with the, with the franchises. And he's just got the most amazing stats. In fact, according to the ICC, 
he is the highest ranked all-rounder T20 player. And that's wow. by far, that's by 100 points. And also useful to know is that number three on that list is Glenn Maxwell. Oh, so we doubled doubled up on the top five. That's Top three. We've got two out of three for the London Spirit for the all-rounders. That, that's really impressive. Uh, one thing that I heard, I forget who said it, but they made a very good point about it. In an age in T20 cricket where people want mystery spinners and people with a lot of variations, someone like Rashid Khan or Sunil Narayan, Mohamed Nabi is, is, for lack of a better description, a fairly orthodox off-spin bowler. Doesn't really do much in terms of variations, just a very good bowler, bowls nice and tight, which makes him an interesting prospect and sort of an um, like an aberration in terms of spinners who do well in super short-form cricket. Very, very exciting player, and I think he's one of the strong, uh, strong suits in the team. Absolutely, and the thing is, he has the ability to bowl at any stage of the innings, and he has got seven forfers in T20, which wow. is uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. He also is great with the bat as well. He's got a strike rate of 145, and he's fantastic in the field. So you can see why the ICC awarded him the best all-rounder. He's super skillful and really excited to see him play at Lords next summer. We've got another bowler, another international player for the London Spirit that was snapped up quite early, and that's Mohamed Amir. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, sadly, quite infamous. I think a lot of people know who he is across on these shores. Uh, but he's been on the road to redemption and has been doing brilliantly since it. Yeah, absolutely. He served his five-year ban and spent six months in prison. But he's come back with the force and he's super, super talented. He, in 2010, on his tour for England, he became the youngest bowler to take 50 test wickets at 18 years old. I remember that. He was a force to be reckoned with. The England players just didn't know what to do with him. He was unstoppable. Amazing. Also really useful to have that left arm as well, left arm attack, the fast bowler. And uh, let's stick on that. So we've got left arm fast bowler. Let's talk about a right arm fast bowler that the London Spirit have. And that's Mark Wood. Mark Wood. I mean, he's he's like the team cheeky chappy for England. I think it, this sounds like a strange thing to say, but I really think it's important. He's going to be so good for the dressing room off the field and, and just keeping everybody and going that's key as well to have that camaraderie again they don't have many weeks to prepare as a team and to, to sort of get, come together so everyone that's that's there that's going to have a great personality also having that camaraderie that he already has with Owen Morgan I think it's going to be really great to have those two together and yeah as you said he's real cheeky chappy I think and we're discussing as well in the interviews about how he's he's definitely very open about how he throws his body on the line to achieve such high, high balls. Yes. 90s, I think it's 94 miles an hour. Whereas he's talking about Jofra Archer, just kind of like, you know, sauntering in and just like looking like he's not even breaking into a sweat. And Mark Wood's like, I get injuries left, right and centre. I put my body on the line. Yeah. You almost feel sorry for him, really, don't you? That he has yeah. to spend so much, uh, expend so much effort in bowling as fast as Jofra Archer. And Jofra Archer doesn't even seem to try. So really good to have Mark Wood on the team, who's going to provide a lot of pace and no doubt a lot of jokes in that dressing room. Next up, we've got Kyle Abbott, right arm, fast, medium bowler, very tall as well, so he can sort of ha he can get that ball, ball to move. And he is a very successful, he's the second most successful, in fact, South African bowler on debut. So we were talking about the Cole Pack, Pack players earlier, weren't we? Yes, and about we were. how Kyle Abbott is definitely one of the ones that South Africa wish that they could get back. I yes, and I think a lot of people were quite surprised that he went Cole Pack so quickly. Uh, he's still a young player; he's still got a lot of years left in him. I think a lot, uh, including Team South Africa, were 
saddened that he decided to cut his international career short so soon because he had a lot of promise. Yeah, he signed with Hampshire, which frustrated South Africa at the time, because he also has a really decent strike rate with the bat and T20 and a lot of international experience. So that's going to be really useful. Next up, we've got Jade Dernbeck, um, right arm, medium, fast paced bowler. But he's really known for his variation in his attack. He can bowl slower, quicker, slower balls, Yorkers bounces and can reach up to 90 miles an hour. Yes, he was a very useful player, particularly when one day cricket was changing a little bit in England because he mixed it up and he actually had a, a sort of a golden period with England where he was the bowler that people didn't quite know how to play because he bowled lots of different variations. I think sadly he got found out a little bit. I think he, for lack of a better word, telegraphed his slower balls a little bit more so batsmen could work him out. But yeah. he definitely had a, a golden period for England and since then has been a real stalwart at Surrey, right? Yeah, he's had a great career for Surrey. Um, in fact, in 2015, he became only the third man to take a hat-trick in, the, in a Lords final. So that's a pretty wow. cool stat to have at Lords, and obviously that's where the London Spirit are going to be based. And he's also got CPL experience. He's got a Caribbean Premier League experience against big hitters. Um, we know what the Caribbean hitters are like, so that's great to have that under his belt. <laughs> we're definitely going to have a lot of about, that. Let's talk about some more batting now, actually, because yes. uh, we were talking earlier about, you know, there's a we've got a slight problem, we think, with the London Spirit team, that there are a lot of uh, opening test batsmen, yes, but not necessarily opening T20 batsmen. So we're going to talk about Joe Denley, who I know is an opening test batsman, but he's really cemented his place as number three now yes. in the England test team. He had a really great winter. Uh, plays for Kent, number three. And, oh, he's got a funny nickname, Chris. Um, his oh, nickname is No Pants. <laughs> do, do I actually want to know why? Probably not, but I'm going to tell you. Um, it's not actually that bad. Oh, but okay. he's got the nickname No Pants because apparently he never carries with him in his kit bag a clean pair of underwear to have after the game. He really gets. <laughs> so just... whether he goes home with no pants on, I don't know, but I'm thinking... Is it just dirty nickname, underpants? He might well do that. <laughs> oh, you, you could have had worse nicknames, but not too bad. But it was interesting with Joe Denley because uh, he's 34 now, but it wasn't until after his 30th birthday where he produced the most T20 runs in a season for Kent did he catch the eye of Ed Smith and he was called up to the England team. So he's got... Uh, he's, yeah, he's not great averages in T20 for, with the bat. His average is international T20 is only 9, 9.6 with the bat Ooh. in yeah, 12 matches. And his one-day international average is 34 in 16 matches. But for the county level, for Kent, his average in T20 is 27 with a strike rate of 122. Okay. So I just don't think he's really you know, optimised his ability on the international scale. He does well in the county level, but you know, the 100 is all about those moments, those intense moments. You really need to perform. And yeah. where Joe Denley goes in the batting lineup, it, he needs to be one that... Op- England did try him in the middle order for the T20. It didn't work. If you're going to play Joe Denley, he needs to go at the top of the order. Definitely. And yeah. whether he can do that in T20, we, you know, we'll, we're going to see. Because we were also talking about other batsmen. For example, Zach Crawley is also in the London another team. Another now, stalwart test player. Another guy who's another made his name player. in test. Yeah, He wasn't essentially contracted test player during the draft, mm-hmm. but that was pre-winter. And as we all know what happened with Rory Burns, yes. Rory Burns was opening with Dom Sibley, right? Mm-hmm. 
and it wasn't until Rory Burns went home with that said ankle injury from football was Zach Crawley called up and Zach Crawley really proved himself he really did a great job again only 22 years old um plays for Kent and he he had you know he had a great winter he really established himself for England um the last match he played for England was actually in Sri Lanka, the warm-up matches before they were called home for the coronavirus. Yes. And he scored 105 against the Sri Lankan President eleven. So A lot of promise. Yeah, he's doing really well. Um, but again, he's not had much T20 experience. Uh, he does have a strike rate of 143, but his averages you know, aren't great and he hasn't had that many matches under his belt. So quite a similar story there with Joe Denley and Zach Crawley. Yeah, I'm, be- Burns, I'm beginning to see a, a thread. You know, every team we've got a sort of a through line of potential good things and potential bad things, and I'm starting to see a through line here. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And when we talk about the batting lineup later, that's definitely going to come into play. Definitely. Another another thing that I was worried about the London Spirit, they left the wicketkeeper to really late in the draft. It was almost it was, at the end, wasn't it? It was literally like the second to last round. Uh, they picked up Adam Rossington, who's a wicketkeeper for North Hans. Yeah, I don't know too and much right-handed about batsman. him. Yeah, we don't know much about him to be honest. Mm. Um, he is an opening. He's an opening batsman for North Hans, but he's really inexperienced beyond county level. Mm-hmm. So you have to play him because he is the only wicketkeeper. <laughs> yeah, you need a wicketkeeper <laughs> that I know of in the London Spirit team. But he's batting in a T20 format and above county level. We haven't seen much of. Yeah, going to be so, interesting. An interesting choice, but he's sort of got to be in the eleven. Yeah, he has to be because we need him. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Lewis Rees, uh, left-handed, and again another opening batsman for their county. Plays for Derbyshire, opening batsman, left-handed bat, which might be quite a useful combination to have for an opening. Yes, I think um, so. He does have some experience in an international franchise. He, he plays. He had a good um, Bangladesh Premier League a couple of years ago. He did quite well. However, the season just gone, he didn't have a great time. He only played two innings. He got nine runs off 14 balls, oh. but did better with the ball. He took one for 21 from his four overs. So okay. again, another all-rounder, another opening batsman. We'll see whether he makes the starting 11 I'm not quite sure and again yeah. we've got Mason Crane who might be similarly might be missing out on the opening 11 Mason Crane leg spin bowler from Hampshire he's got a good record against right hand he's taken 25 of his 30 wickets against right hand batsmen in the last three seasons not great stats on an international level he's again. still quite young though and isn't he he's quite young had quite a lot of injury with his back mm. but did have quite a good line store again so he took three for 56 in nine overs in February. So that's okay. really good stats and that's something to work on. So he, he'll definitely be wanting to play in a shorter format. Whether he makes the final 11, we're not quite sure. We'll go through that lineup. Last but not least, Roloff van der Merwe. I love that you find though. it a bit of a mouthful. Uh, yeah, Roloff van der Merwe, yeah. Um, um, and... His nickname, you told me, was the Bulldog. The Bulldog, Can you explain? yeah. Uh, yeah, I think honestly, it's just because he kind of looks a bit like a bulldog when he gets oh, playing. He's that's like, um, no, I, I don't mean that. In, I don't mean that in an insulting way. I think it's just his um, temperament. He's quite short, quite stacked guy, and he's kind of got the aggression of a fast bowler, but he's a left arm spinner. Um, but yeah, I've known him for years. He, he's played on and off of Somerset for a while. Lower order batsman, left arm spinner. Definitely an all-rounder, yeah. And he used to play for South Africa. He now currently plays for Netherlands, and he's one of only 12 players uh, in all cricket that have played for two international teams. 
So you think of somebody like Ed Joyce or Boyd Rankin, who played for Ireland and England. He played for uh, South Africa when he was a bit younger and now plays for the Netherlands. So it's interesting. It's interesting. Let's run through the batting order because those are all of the players. Okay. And we were speaking before about the problem with the openers Mm -hmm. because we were going to open with Rory Burns and Zach Crawley, but we were thinking kind of that's quite similar, sort of slow pace, quite safe. You don't really want that in the 100. You need something that's slightly more explosive. Yeah, you need speed. So, I mean, the thing is for me... I think because Burns is the test player, certainly for the first match, because again, we're going in terms of what's the 11 for the first match, I think Rory Burns is, is going to play and he'll probably open. So it's more about who partners Rory Burns. Now, Zach Crawley, a bit one pace. I guess the other person that we, the other two people that we've got are Lewis Reese and Adam Rossington. And like we say, Adam Rossington is an opener, but he's also the wicketkeeper. So you think, well, you, you have to have the wicketkeeper in the team. So where do you put him? And if he's an opener... Exactly. We we have so many middle-order batsmen that Adam Rossington does open for his county. And although he's quite inexperienced, you've got to give one of these these new new guys sort of a chance to shine. Yeah. And I think that there's a couple of people that, you you know, Lewis Reese, as you said, he also needs a chance to shine. Opening batsmen, really hungry for the T20 experience. But yeah. we need that wicketkeeper. It has to be Ad- Adam Rossington. So Adam Rossington's going to open with Rory Burns. Okay, who's first drop? Who's number three? Well, I'm going to go Glenn Maxwell. And I know he normally plays a bit further down the order, but we've got Owen Morgan there too. So we don't want to lose out on both of them in terms if it you know doesn't get that far down. I think Glenn Maxwell, we can move to number three. He's so explosive. He's got a great strike rate. We need someone that's got that, the, that firework. So I'm going to put him yeah. at three. And then I'm going to put Dan Lawrence in at four. Okay, because, yeah, good shout. I think that's a good one. Yeah, we need to sort of part, again, sort of Dan Lawrence is kind of quite earlier in his career as well. So it's good to sort of partner them uh, sort of with someone that's a lot more experienced, a lot more explosive. And then I'm going to put Owen Morgan at five and he's going to yeah. captain. I, Owen Morgan at five, captain. I think it's no, no, going to happen. I think it's a, I think it's a safe bet. Owen Morgan bats at five in all forms of, his, uh, of uh, the international cricket that he plays. I also think, well, why change something that works? Plus, we, we have to take into account that whilst this is the batting lineup, short form cricket, they often move people up and down the order depending on the situation. But I think number five is a, pl- a good place to put him. I'm going to back that up with Mohamed Nabi at number six. Excellent I'm choice. I'm going to put Kyle Abbott at number seven. Yep. Um, number eight, Roloff van der Merwe. I think I number eight. Right. Yeah, number eight is <laughs> Roloff van der Merwe. Yes. <laughs> And then I'm going to put Mohamed Amir at number nine. Yep. Ten, I'm going to do Mark Wood. Okay. And eleven, Jade Dernbeck. Okay. Um, so Mason Crane misses out. Mason Crane misses out. Zach Crawley misses out. Joe Denley misses out. Wow. I mean, these are big players. And Joe Denley yeah. went for 60 grand. I think the thing is, with this team, we talked about it as well, the potential loss for the test team for England. We're not quite sure who will be called up. But Joe Denley, Jack, uh, Zach Crawley, Rory Burns... They all do similar things for England. It depends if they're going to get Dom Sibley in as well to start. So they're not going to use all of them. Let's hope they don't yeah. take all of them in the squad because then London That's, Spirit yeah. is going to be in a bit of a problem. It's I really think, going to change order. the squad. So it's interesting. Like um, It's similar to how we were discussing with the Oval Invincibles that there's a team of all-rounders and there's not necessarily uh, specialist openers. Um, and I think that whilst they do have specialist openers in this team, some of them aren't tried and tested, and the ones that are openers 
are generally thought of or regarded in the long-form game rather than the short-form game. I think this team has also got a really explosive 3, 4 and 5. Right, well, um, I guess that wraps us up. So um, if we are done here, then we will say ta and we will see you on the next one.